This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Christmas yet, but silent night. <laughs> this is the morning after uh, my son's wedding. And I, you know when they say you're not supposed to mix drinks? Yeah, I know that now. I know that now. But look, can I just say to all the non-Leicester supporting fans at the wedding uh, yesterday. The Premier League. That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. And Lloyd, if you are watching, it was one of the best men. Liverpool won, Chelsea won. You can't even win a game, honestly. What am I, that's Liverpool, you know, you're going to win nothing this season. This is LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. How the devil are you? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day, good night, good morning, hello, and all that rubbish. Uh, welcome along. Uh, we're going to be looking, because I wasn't able to do a watch-along yesterday, because I was getting extremely drunk. And I suppose if there's any way of being saying how drunk you are by 
which clothes you lose afterwards. Um, I lost my shoe, or most of it anyway, on the way home. My heel sort of is halfway between the the, the pub and uh, and my home. But uh, it was a good day. It was ad by hall. Welcome along. If you if you can't be watching on Twitter, because unfortunately there is a problem between Streamyard and Twitter, so it doesn't go live on Twitter at the moment. Uh, if you welcome on Facebook. Good evening. I will say this only once. If you are watching on Facebook, it does say in the instructions you can easily join in with StreamYard. All you've got to do is click on the link. You don't have to download anything. There's no cost to it. If you can't be asked to do that, put your name at the end of what you're saying. And if you can't be asked to do that, we will ignore you. It is as simple as that. Um, um, but in as you can see there, and if I am, if I'm not with it, I'm not with. It, I don't care. My head's been all over the place today. I've not. I spent most of the day on the toilet, so you know it was a good day yesterday. But that's where you can find us on all the different social media platforms. And tonight, as I say, we are going to be looking back at yesterday's game. Two wins out of two in the league. Three wins out of three all season. Because Brad, it's a piece of piss. This uh, championship, isn't it? Yeah, it is much stronger park. It's uh, it's easy. All, all we need now is to beat Cardiff and Ipswich draw or lose, and we'll be the only team one defeat uh, with a hundred percent record going into it. Yes. Can't believe it. It's easy. Oh, Can we stay oh. here, Chris? Can we win it and just choose to stay? Well, I know. I mean, I, I'm not, I've not got this winning games. What what the hell's going on? I don't know. I had to check up the word in the dictionary because I forgot what it was all about. It does remind me, I am of a certain age here, you, you may find this hard to believe, to remember when we went down to League One. And <laughs> we'd had years, if you remember, and I mean more than that, we've had two bad, we had two bad seasons in the Premier League, and one of those was kind of offset by uh, the Europa Conference. But before we went down to League One, we'd had about three or four really awful seasons when it, it, it was just like watching paint dry. Uh, and then to go down, and I think we only lost about three or four games that season in League One. Yeah, yeah, we did. In fact, I think it came up on the Big Fat Leicester quiz. Just a little shameless plug there for you. You asked that question. I believe it was four games what? we lost. Um, if only you uh, knew your own questions as good as I that. If only I did. If only I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, sometimes you, we. I remember back then watching it, and it was uh, it was like Craig Levine, and I remember my younger brother said that Leicester was so bad that they lost double nil, which was hilarious because we were we were we were showing what would actually happen to Celtic and Rangers if they came to the championship because we were so Scottish it was unreal back then. We had Craig Levine, didn't we, as a manager? Ooh, just, sorry. I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you feel. I know you're suffering with your hangover. I don't I want to make you happy. You know, feeling a little bit fragile anyway. Just uh, yeah. Well, don't say don't say the um, the O word, and I'll I will might get away with it. Okay, well, there you go. I won't say it. Don't worry. But no, you know, it, it we were, weren't we? We were jumping up and down on that trap door back then. Not so much this case with the Premier League in, in an instant. Um, it's, it's 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 a lot different in contrasting times because we had a lot of rebuild, didn't we? But the same, but again, as much as things change, the more they say the same. We had a clear out from the championship. We got rid of a lot more deadwood than we've had to this season. Um, we haven't really got rid of deadwood in a weird sense, have we? With the well, people I think we were, we have. For me, yeah, it's all about opinions. But for me, yes, because 
all those players that we let go, the seven that, you know, those contracts were expiring, had we stayed up, how many of those would we have tried to convince to stay? Because we would not have let them go and be left so short at this stage if we were in the Premier League. I don't think we'd have no. gone into the Premier League relying on Ben Nelson on the subs bench or, you know, or, or McAteer. So, kind of. But, it, yeah, I mean, it does remind me really so much of that season. But uh, we'll say hello to Mike. Uh, evening, Chris and all. Hope all is well. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Drop a like and share. Um, you're on modding duties. Well done, Michael. Well done. He loves the power. <laughs> Missed the last few shows. But no, hey, I've said after one game, you were crying into your boots, weren't you? You, uh, you were crying. But a couple of good wins now, and I noticed you were happier the other day on your latest show. So, well done, Mike. Not all doom and gloom. Um, good luck to you for the season uh, and Newport County. Blue Fox, hi, Chris and Loom, looking great. Yeah, do not adjust your sets, folks. This is not the test card. It did just look very, very good on the hanger, but actually looks less appealing on me. I'm not. You don't like confused between being a Sheffield Wednesday fan and a referee. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the other one I've got with the hoops on? Wait till you put oh, for God's sake. And I am, I am actually, well, I am just easing you in because I am going to be buying the Leicester City, uh, Leicester City, Leicester City, although you could say it's a bit shitty, their, uh, their training wear, which is uh, reminiscent to the Arsenal away shirt from about the early 80s, I think, with the diamonds and the yellow and the blue on it. What but, the hell? Uh, yeah, that was I, going back. You, you, didn't, you didn't see the game, did you? Because I know you had problems, so you wouldn't have seen the shirt. But hey, it's super cool, super cool. Ah, good. Good evening good. from Torquay. Says hi, Fields. Thunder Isaac is in. Good evening, Isaac. How are you? I wonder how inappropriate a drunk Chris was at the wedding. Tell you what, compared to my ex-wife, I was like a bloody angel, mate. I'll tell you. Um, Nate, well, as far as I remember, I was. Uh, evening, Chris. I, I had an absolutely brilliant time. I literally, I was one of the first to leave. I literally, I haven't been drinking in ages. And we started off at about, um, what time, what, about half one, I think we started. And I'd, I'd mixed my drinks by about quarter to two. So, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, it took you 15 minutes to get the mix right. Really, yeah, that's a slow pouring drink. Well, well, starting with cider, the pint of cider, and it was, we'll, we'll go off topic here for a minute, but starting with the pint of cider, because it was extremely, well, it was hot down here yesterday. And then uh, I thought, I better not have another cider in case I want to have a wee when I sit in the, you know, when I get inside. So I'll have a small, so I had a, had a gin and tonic. Uh, and if we went to the wedding, nobody told me that was sat there for the whole time with me, with me flies undone. But thankfully, thankfully, the dark boxer shorts and the dog suit merged into one. Um, I got up and managed to do my witness bit and sign the bit uh, the, the book and uh, not trip over or do anything embarrassing. Uh, then, of course, we got to the reception. Have another drink while we were waiting to go in there. I think that was a beer. So I had, uh, I, that was my third different drink. Then, of course, wine at the table. That was the fourth different drink. Then back on to um, um, gin and tonics, for which my children will be kicked out of my will for having this game where you have to drink it down in the count of eight or something. 
Oh, uh, that song. I know what they mean. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you can drink it until the late eight. Or, I don't know. It goes there. If I'd known they were doing that, I would have drunk half of it on the way back from the bar. But that wasn't that wasn't that clever. Um, and then there's another gin and tonic and another glass of wine. So yes, it was all. But you know what is good for when you mix your drinks next day? Good old McDonald's. You can't beat it. Oh, yeah. You can't beat it. McDonald's bre- breakfast will never taste as good as it does when, when, you've, had, when you've had a few too many. Well, when you say breakfast... <laughs> well, maybe a Big Mac. Depends what time you wake up. Exactly. Exactly. And my God, did I have a case of the munchies. <laughs> Mike says you made a very strong start. We have indeed. We have indeed. Um, I love a good drink. Well, you Welsh, mate. You will. Yeah, it, it helps lubricate the throats. See all you Welsh singers, doesn't it? Um, but I say congratulations on your. Start. I'm glad you said it lubricated his throat and not somewhere else. There'll be another accusation about sheep in there somewhere. <laughs> about Pat, I am. Sat, I'm tell you this. I'm sat across from um, the bride's mother. So on the, the way the tables are set out, I'm sat opposite her. There's five tables, obviously on the top one. I'm sat opposite her, and we're talking. And I've only met her once before, bless her. And uh, somebody said about me doing the, the radio DJing in the mornings, and then it led on to me doing also doing this show. She said, "Oh," she said, "I think I heard. Uh, I think I heard you on a Bournemouth Channel once." Paddy. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> really? He said, yeah, you were talking about pubes. <laughs> oh, that's why she only met you once before. Yes. I said, <laughs> my daughter sat next to me and went, don't think I want to listen to this. And I said, of all the shows that you had, that you had to tune into, I was probably just, I was probably passing the time waiting for, uh, waiting for <laughs> <Yeah. that> <laughs> But look, uh, my just says, for fuck's sake. Um, before we get into the Leicester game, <laughs> and we have, I know we have gone out. I'll bring, I'll bring it back at least onto football. Um, I'm going to say two, two items of news that I, I appeal to my sense of humour. Um, Harry Kane. Now, he has come out today and said, Bayern Munich striker did not want to end his career with regrets. I want to actually what he means is, in that headline, that he did not want to end his career with no trophies. <laughs> yeah. But, but unfortunately. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> One game in and what happens? Well, you know what they say, Chris? You can take Kane out of Spurs, but you can't take Spurs out of the Kane. It's, <laughs> it's typical. It was a bad day for ex-players yesterday, wasn't it? it not was, particularly it good was. one. Yeah, and I, I just think you'd like... He could have actually... I mean, how did they lose to Leipzig? But, I mean, he could have started his career off with one more trophy. But do you remember I did that show about who would be longer remembered, Jamie Vardy or Harry Kane? I think think Vardy's got it nailed on. And (laughs) Luke Thomas, as young as he is, has actually got two more trophies than uh, than (laughs) Harry Kane. And Harry Kane's 30. It's an hard life, isn't it? You yeah. wait till this. You wait till this season ends when Leicester come up with a league and cup double, and Kane's asking for a transfer back to England. Yeah, he he should have stuck at Leicester, shouldn't he? Just yeah. think, talk about having regrets, Harry. That's the regret you have not sticking with us when you had the chance and uh, going <laughs> back to Tottenham. Uh, to yet talking, I mean, oh, 
I thought, well, this is what my, my tweet was. Kane moves to Bayern Munich. Kane lo- loses out on a trophy. Still has less trophies than Vardy or Thomas. The world continues without change. It's you know? <laughs> yes, very, very, very true. And also, one thing, other thing, Chris, that's very uh, still that never changes is Yuri Tillemans plays for a club in the Midlands and doesn't fuck all all game. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think you can use the excuse that he only played, you know, didn't play all the game because neither did Barnes. Yeah, and he may have got a goal and assist, didn't he? He came on. So. <laughs> I believe he. Funny you should mention that because I hadn't noticed that at all. But, <laughs> not... Yeah, Newcastle five, Aston Villa one. Was this was this the top club that the top club in Europe that uh, top, that Tillman said he wanted to go and pay for? I believe it was Chris. It's going to be so awkward for him when we pass him on that promotion bus and he's taking Villa tours to the Championship. He'll be ringing us back up for notes. He will. He will. Well, can I just say that? And this isn't my scores. You know the BBC, you can go on as fans and vote and give them points. Yeah. And we'll be having a look what Jordan gave our players later. But Barnes, oh, go. Barnes got an 8.36 off the Newcastle fans. Tielemans didn't. <laughs> no, let me have a guess. Let me have a guess. Did Tielemans get a, a 3.12? Or do you not almost, know? Almost. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't going to mention this because I didn't really want to. It's embarrassing, but yeah, 3.65. No, it's all he deserves. Going up into a nicer bloke. I mean, I mean, if they do go down, at least we'll have this to say, won't it? At least we started with a 2-2 draw in our relegation. Didn't get from 5-1 at the start of the season, so... Uh, good evening, or bad evening. <laughs> Yuri! Have fun, mate. Um, let's just get... A few, um, a few more comments. Uh, there's more to football than the Premier League. There is. Uh, Mike Green Vegas has got more trophies than Kane. <laughs> I think Newport have got more trophies than Kane, haven't they? Uh, yeah, I think Barry FC have, have been disbanded and reformed and got more trophies than Kane. <laughs> uh, Barnes looked so excited when he came on. I'll take your word for it, mate. Because last last week. I'd made the mistake of finishing my show off and saying, I'm in beating Coventry. I'm really looking forward to watching Match of the Day tonight. And I sat yeah. there and, <laughs> then, and put it on before I realised when all the things came up at the start. Oops. But if you want to be able to watch Leicester, ITV4, which is Channel 26 on Freeview, 9pm, they go through the whole uh, three lower divisions and repeated at 9 o'clock in the morning on the Sunday. Um, good evening to Stuart, who says Villa got spanked. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. I am. It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if that, only... What's that saying The grass about grass not being greener on the other side? I know, I know. Um, just got to say this. If this shit go down, I ain't going down with y'all. Yeah. But you will be, Yuri. You will be. Um, <laughs> let's have a look. Somebody else has commented and then we'll go on. Oh, Michael's in. Good evening, Mike. How are you? Or oh, David. Is that, I think it's David Gamble, if my memory serves me right. But he's, a, he's another one like Jeff under a different name. Uh, and Big Ant's in. Chris uh, and is going to put my uh, comment on Facebook. Uh, but with my picture, women's heads will be turning. 
Yeah, away from the screen. We don't want his face up. Get, get him off. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh, boom. That, you were owned there, Anthony. You were owned. <laughs> and Joe oh, said, glad he went. Indeed, he did. Okay, look, we've had, we've had a laugh at ex-players. Um, it's, it's not been a bad start, has it? No, no, it's not. I mean, it'd be interesting to know when the last point a championship only had two teams on 100% after two games. It's a, I can't believe that. I mean, it shows you how strange a championship could be. But us and Ipswich, the only two teams with 100% yeah. winning records, good start. And you know what? I, I said this to a few other people. The fact that we've managed to do this and we're probably in first or second gear because we certainly haven't got full paces going you know we've got a few potential first teamers not ready yet to to be picked or, or play so the fact that we're doing it you know and getting three points out of, you know well six points out of a possible six is is credit to it and i think it's just what we needed isn't it chris it's something we wanted but kind of feared because of how bad last season was yes i'm i will just get rid of that banner don't worry um as we said before, we needed the win. We needed to win games and we needed to um, have... Well, I mean, in fairness, I'm not saying seen much of the game yesterday, only the highlights, but of the two games I saw, which was Burton and um, Coventry, the style of play is very similar to Brendan because we're playing out of the back. Mm. Um but we're playing with purpose. And yes, I know in that commentary game, uh, Vestergaard and Winks were playing, you know, passy ball, you know, to me, to you, to me, to you, to me, to you. But when they actually got around to playing that final ball, it was great. Now, I've got to say a comment here that was actually on Twitter earlier from, um, I believe it was from Buffalo. Where are we here? Uh, let me just try and Is he a soldier? Nobody's a super old parade. Buffalo Super Bowl parade. People seem to really, really down on this game despite the win. I thought it was fine, especially given how early in the system it is. I think he means it's American, isn't it? I think yeah. It's the league. Great, no, but an ugly win. I didn't really think so, especially on the road. I mean, look, we have, we've got to say, we are not going to win every game 5 6 7 nil. We play no. like at times like Brazil, at times like when we played Liverpool pre season. It was great to watch for 20 minutes, but we're not... It's a different league. We're not going to be able to... One nils, it's still only three points at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's three more points than some other teams have been getting recently. I mean, our opponents have now suffered three defeats in all competitions, so I know which end of the scale I'd rather be early doors. You know, mm -hmm. considering most people probably looked at our early fixtures and thought about our potential clear-outs and and the quality of players would be left with, etc. that ideally would have been four points would have been really good. So six points is absolutely brilliant. And the one thing you got to remember is, I, I know I can understand why fans get a little bit frustrated when it's to me, to you sort of football. But when, when you hear the commentator say they're past, they're, they they're they pass with a purpose, what Leicester did last season, which was so utterly wrong, is they try to get the ball forward as quick as possible for the sake of get, getting the ball forward as quick as possible. I can tell you this, you don't need to know much about football to know you cannot pass it through 10 players behind the ball. Sometimes you have to keep the ball, get be a bit annoying. Sorry, someone's trying to ring me and I can't get rid of it. 
Right there. Give me a second. So it's me, it's me mum, so I don't want to be rude, but I have to send her a message. You know, I want a message. Well, you just, while while you're doing seat. that, let me bring in, well, who, who else could I bring in? I mean, some people oh, know about football, you. some people don't know about football. Here is wise man from ancient times. <laughs> and there he is, as if by magic, Craig. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're welcome, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Brad. Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Looking yeah, very tan yeah. there, if I may say so. That's you, Craig, by the way. Sorry. Well, it's, uh, it's the Great British. I mean, look summer. at Brad. Does Brad look tanned? I mean, come on. <laughs> You know, it looks like he's been washed in a 60-degree wash with Purcell. <laughs> but you look... I take That's it that was you. an this enjoyable day yesterday. Say that again, Chris. Oh, God. I, I, said, I, think, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing it was a lovely day in the sun yesterday, was it? At, uh, it was. At, uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. It was quite warm. Was I'm a bit of rain on the way up, but um, yeah, it was quite warm when it got up there. It wasn't too bad at all. I mean, it's great to see. I mean, you were there. I, I didn't see the watch along. I've only seen highlights. Um, one nil. It seemed to be from what we just saying. Buffalo said, "I don't think we can expect to win three, four, five every week." I know we haven't yet, really. But you know what I mean. I mean, teams are going to make it hard for us. We knew, you know, it's a Warnock team, so this was never going to be easy. But. Did we, you know, did we deserve the win? I know that sort of I've seen some Huddersfield channels yeah. saying, yeah, they were lucky. Um, I think we probably deserved just to sneak it. I don't think either team were were that great. I, I, you know, both keepers probably made three or four saves each. I think, you know, n none of them particularly uh, outstanding. I don't think there was any saves that of us could have made, to be honest. Mm. Um, or maybe you, um, <laughs> but I think overall, yeah, I think we controlled the game, we controlled the pace of the game, but then I was quite, um, I was quite surprised that, um, but not surprised that he got them organized because Warnock had them organized very well, but he had them disciplined in terms of like they did didn't just go gung-ho and try and mm. press and close down. They, they were quite organised in how they did it. Anytime the ball was played in from the back into the midfield, there was someone snapping at their ankles the whole time, which meant we spent a lot of time just playing it into midfield and then playing it straight back. Um, they didn't give us much time on the ball at all. And I think this is something we're going to have to get used to, the, this sort of being patient and... You know, a lot of heart-stopping moments where you think we're going to get the ball nicked off us, and um, we we didn't. You know, so fair play to the players and keeping their composure. But you know, it's a matter of time, I think, when a better a better team will start picking us off a little bit. But then we, we probably need that to create more for our football because we, you know, we struggled to to break them down when they were were sat in. Yeah, I mean, Brad, it's great to be winning. Uh, and you said after the Coventry game, look, we've got that albatross off our back that, you know, we haven't won yet and he hasn't won his first game yet. We've got that out of the way. We've got the first cup game out of the way. Um, 
do we need, and it's going to sound a bit Irish, but do we need to get that first loss out of the way? Well, I, I mean, live a charm life. You'd love to go 46 games and never have to answer that question, but you, that will be the test, won't it? And I, I think in a weird way, I know it's only three games into the season, if you include the League Cup game in that, I think we're already past that point of it affecting us in a bad way because I think you've got to start, you've got a bit of a comfort blanket with, with knowing you can crack teams open with a bit of patience. It's like Craig said, it was a point I was making before me, 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 me dearest mother decided to try and interrupt the show, um, was that when we're doing that, we're still playing with a purpose because you can't pass it through 10 players. You can't just run at them and hope to get through them. You've got to drag them out. You've got to be patient. And like Craig says, you've got to wait for it. So I don't, I think already we've kind of passed that nervous edge that if we lose, say next week against Cardiff, it's going to have a long-term effect on the players. I think they've already sort of passed that um, to it. And, you know, when that happens, we will see what, what, what is, how, how he goes about it, how, how he reacts. Is he going to be one of the managers that when you lose a game, four or five, you lose position? I, I don't get that feeling. I think he's one of the managers that's made it very clear that there is no iron team. He's going to use all 25 or 30 members of this squad throughout the season. We, we already saw four changes Um you know, yesterday, you know, notably Pratt and Ian actually being rewarded with a start. So I don't think we're going to see any panic buttons hit if slash when that defeat happens. Yeah. A couple of uh, couple of things to, to add, Chris, sorry. Um, so obviously Pratt and Ian actually got their start because we put them in the team on, uh, on Thursday night. So, you know, he's obviously watching. Um, <laughs> two things. Of course he is. I, I, he sends me every time. I have to send him a copy of the team afterwards. <laughs> exactly. A um, couple of things, though. One, I think what we're seeing is a team that has the ability to grind a result out. And I don't think we had that under Brendan. So we are going to get games that are pretty tough, to be honest. And, you know, that was a tough one to see out. They The last... Sort of fifteen minutes, you know, you're getting you're getting plenty of time added on in these games as well. They were putting a lot of balls in our box, and for the for the most part, we dealt with them pretty well. Vestergaard won two or three really critical headers. Um, Doyle was was physical as well. Just, just, just say that again. Time. Sorry, Craig. I thought for a minute there you said Vestergaard won a couple of critical headers. Now he did I, win a couple. Of Critical headers. His positioning was very good, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> His positioning was very good. Doyle was uh, was uh, very physical. And he's already... He digs into the other players. He won't accept them. It was, you know, balling um, Mavadidi out a couple of times for not tracking back and not covering his man. Um, Vout Fast, for me, man of the match by a long shot. Um just looked a class act in there. One thing I will say is the crowd are going to be critical to this as well because there were a lot of rumblings in that crowd um, about how slow it was. And, you know, even I was a little bit, sometimes you, you could see players making runs and they were a little bit reluctant to play the ball over the top to them unless they knew it was, they had nothing else. Um so I think he needs to find a balance of mixing it up a little bit. But there was a lot of rumblings in the crowd. So 
they need to make sure the crowd stay with them. Uh, and I think that's really important. Maresca came out and said it's important that the team stay patient, knowing that the chances will come. I think it's really important for the crowd to stay patient as well. Very, I mean, yes, you, you, you've got to get... Oh, are we, though, Brad, literally like... I mean, we've, we've, I, was, I was joking about this because, like, with Leicester being in the championship, I was getting ribbed like hell yesterday at the wedding. But, you know, as... as oh, Oh, I, you know, I was going around and said, oh, yeah, but we're the PSG of the championship and, you know, the, the Man City, you know, of, of the second tier. Have we got to be careful that we keep keep our expectations in check? Yeah, I think we do. I think the problem is, is if you, you could talk about any aspect of life with, with but particular, in particular with, the, with this generation of football fans and there's nothing against them. We're all raised differently over different things, but... We're so impatient for everything to be here and now. I think one thing we've also got to remember, we're not always going to take 70 minutes to score the goal. There's going to come a game, and it might happen Saturday, where we'll score in five minutes. And I think they're just waiting for that because we have been accustomed, sadly, to over the last 18 months until the start of the season, to doing okay, keeping the ball reasonably well, but not taking our chances. And then being one nil down, mm. and then we all knew what happened. Then we went two nil down, three nil down, absolutely capitulated. And I think I can I can understand the murmurings. I think they're more scarred memories of last season that's causing the murmurs. But honestly, I don't think it's that bad. Mm. I mean, what would you rather see? Would you rather see two people charging up the pitch, praying to run through ten people and losing the ball and and, and putting Huddersfield through on goal? And, and having a massacre against us, or would you rather see them take a little bit of time, not lose the ball, take the safer option, and go and score from it? Because, like I said, it's not going to take 70 minutes every week for us to get a goal and get going. There's going to be more times than not, we'll find ourselves in the front foot. And I reckon that's what we need now. We need to play Cardiff, go one all up early, and watch why. And then understand when that happens, you see, Chris, I think fans will go, now I get why he has them playing patient football because it pisses them off. It annoys them. We knacker them out. They're doing the running. We're still fresh-legged. And then we might go and win the game 2-3-0. And that's that's exactly what us as fans have to be, you know, expecting. You know, be patient. Yeah. Craig, sorry. Craig, yeah. I think you... Um... I've got what I was going to say now. Yeah, last year, we, you know, we, last seasons, we've been watching this slow, you know, play out from the back, tippy-tappy, passing it around football under Brendan. We're now mm. technically doing the same sort of style under Enzo. But do you notice mm. a difference between the two, two, two managers' plans or ideas? I mean, you know, although they've got, the, you know, playing the same style, if you like. Mm. I think I, they are very similar. And, and as Brad was speaking now, I'm thinking, you know, this is the same thing that we we sort of, you know, um, criticise Brendan for, this sort of slow play. But what I would say is that the players seem to know what they're being asked to do a lot more. I'm not sure there was a plan behind um, Brendan's. Although the, the basic principle was the same, keep the ball and try and draw the players out. And then they'll create space. I think what you're seeing from Enzo's team is they know what to do when that space is created. You've got runners off. I mean, uh, the, the 
the the chance that was created for Dennis Pratt, which he, you know, clearly we've got the. If only Wilf was on that one, a eh, running through on the keeper, but <laughs> if um, but that football was exactly what I think Enzo wants to do. There was like five or six really crisp passes, first time passes that created an overload where a man could make a run and he was found by Ricardo's great through ball. That's what he's looking to do. So I think that's the main difference. Um, there's more of a plan to what they're doing uh, and there's a bit more physicality to what they're doing as well. These were players who were, as I say, digging in at the end. Harry Winks was complaining about a throw-in in the 93rd minute or whatever because they have that desire to see a game out. And you could see them. We spoke about it at the end of the game. I don't know. Did you see all of the feed, Brad? Uh, I got. I've seen the majority of highlights and and, and whatnot and, and interviews. I don't know if it cut off. I don't know if it cut off at the end, but all the team came out in front of the fans at the end, and it was the longest I remember the players standing there and soaking up the support of the uh, of the fans. So there already seems to be quite a strong connection. Um, which I think is going to be really, really important. And I think the one one other thing I'd like to say is that I'm really pleased that we've got off to a fast start because I think it's important. Once the transfer window closes, I think the other teams will be a little bit more settled. And if we can get six, nine points ahead of them, I think that's really important. You've seen Leeds imploding. You know, players refusing to travel, refusing to play. Jack Harrison on his way today, um, even though he's injured, but it looks like he's going to Everton. It was Everton, then Villa. Now it looks like it's Everton again. Didn't he go to Elias once as well? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> Middlesbrough have just sold their top scorer. Uh, Akpom is off to Ajax. Uh, Southampton have done exactly the opposite of what we did. We probably could have got 10, 20 million more for Madison, but we moved them on early so we had the funds in that we could get the players in that Enzo wanted to work with. Southampton have been hanging on trying to eke out an extra 5, 10 million here for Lavia and for Ward-Prowse, and they're going to end up selling them and having a week left to get their players in. Yeah. So I think it was really important that we hit the ground running and, and, and got our players in early, got our manager in early, and made the most of it and got these extra points. And these extra points that we're getting now could come uh, uh, could be really important come the end of the season. I, w- I want to ask you, as somebody who has been at the live matches, obviously myself and Brad uh, haven't been to any, um, this extra time that they're adding on, I mean, I, I think it's great. I thought it was great at the World Cup. You know, if I'm paying to watch something online or if I'm paying to sit and buy a ticket... I'm paying for 90 minutes of football. Yeah. I mean, I think there was one Premier League game a couple of seasons ago that was literally the ball was in play for 40 minutes. Yeah. Now, I would want... I'm not paying to see some prima donna of a powder puff player do 10 turnovers and a, and a, and a flip uh, because he, he got farted on as somebody ran past him. So I'm all, yeah, if it's 10 minutes, if it's nine minutes, go for it. Hopefully it will cut it out. As somebody that's been in the crowd at uh, all mm. three games, how how do you feel? I mean, are you are you thinking? Oh, you know, are you? A, I know because some people actually don't even like it. I mean, I, I do like it. I think whether it's the difference between Championship and Premier League, I'm not sure. But the the game at the weekend against Huddersfield, I think we only had one minute 
in the first half added on and only five at the end of the game. So it's nothing out of the norm, really. What you're not seeing is a lot of play acting, you know, people going down to make this time being added that, that it is in the Premier League. You see, you know, every touch they're on the floor. Plus what's happening in the Premier League is they're having to add on time for the VAR. And yeah. having no VAR is fantastic. When the ball hits the net, it's a goal. That's it. You know, there's none mm. of this. Oh, hang on, there might be a VAR check or whatever. Look, we haven't been on the on the end of any yet where we thought, or oh, maybe it was a bit it was offside or dodgy penalties or whatever. But purely from a fan's perspective, not having to take into account the fact that any challenge there may be the ball's in the box and 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 it gets cleared. But hang on a minute, there may be a handball check or something. It's like playing with freedom again and sort of actually enjoying football. So the time added on is one thing, mm. but I'm actually loving no VAR. Oh, you, you can actually celebrate. You look, the flag's up or down. Exactly. And, and, and you just get on with it. Uh, let's have a look at the squad then. Um, we're going to we'll come on to the two goalkeepers in a minute because um, he addressed that uh, in his conference. But I want to just go back to something uh, that James said. I've, I've thought this. I have been so impressed with this guy since he came. Um, Harry Winks playing like the captain, setting an example. I mean, the other day when against Burton, I, I couldn't follow the match because I, I thought that can't be Harry Winks because he was up the other end of the pitch in the last move. Um, mm. Brad... I mean, it was Vardy. Now it's—I can't remember who it was against uh, Burton, but it's Ricardo. Possibly it was him for that as well. Um, would you? I mean, who would you go for as captain? Well, there's there's numerous potential leaders in that squad. Um, you're always inclined to go for someone who's not just experienced, but has probably been with the club. A while, so you you're inclined to look at the man that's in that picture there and say, well, maybe a future captain on to longevity, Kieran Dewsbury Hall. Um, the problem is it's hard to judge because if you go on playing style, then Harry Winks is your captain. He marshals the midfield. He 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 does his defensive duties astutely, and he's always there creating space in that in that final third and that's pivotal to the way we do things because you find if you watch our goals back you'll find that we we pass it around and, and move into space in a way that frees two players up i mean Mavadidi's goal he found a way to get free because we went to one side dragged them over one side then quickly moved it to him on, on, on the left and uh, oh, i mean the, the cross in for kieran jewsbury hall's goal but going off that you'd say winks but it all depends what they do vocally What's their football brain like? Is he able to do his job on the pitch and then point people in the right direction? Is he able to tell somebody to watch the left shoulder because he keep getting done on the left side or or needs to step up a bit or he needs to move the ball quicker? Is he able to do all of that? Because captain's a hard responsibility um, to do. It's why it's traditionally given to a centre-back because in the nicest way, they're not really involved in the game a lot unless it's an, an attack on us, is there? They, they're normally just marshalling... They were very involved last year <laughs> on the back. Well, yeah, they were, they, they were drowning in that. Yeah. But, yeah, unless they're really bad. Which, yeah. isn't like and, me, which isn't like me at all. Craig, yeah. <laughs> would you have Harry Winks? Um, 
I, I wouldn't be against Harry Winks. What I would say, I'd pick up on something Brad said there, is already this team has more leaders in it than any team under Brendan. Um, again, you don't sometimes pick it up on uh, on the TV because they're following the ball. Um, yeah. Yesterday, for instance, uh, Dewsbury Hall, Winks, Doyle, Ricardo, at least those four, probably more, had a wild phase. Players. Wild phase is one that's done it recently yes, as well. I know it's in the club highlights. They're all, they're all more demanding of their teammates, you know, than they were. And I think that that didn't happen last year because, you know, everybody was just meandering around. They weren't demanding of each other. There's five um, that just named there. Thanks for reminding me about Fast, uh, Brad who were demanding more of their teammates. Ricardo went and had a word with Stelarczyk at one point because he'd played a dodgy pass. Um, uh, I think it was Winks and Doyle both had a go at Mavadidi. They're all there. There's more winners and leaders in that team already than there were last season and the season before. And that um, means it doesn't really matter who's got the official armband. Because you've got four, five, six captains out on the pitch. What what does them? I agree. What does a captain of a football team do? I mean, a captain he brings, of a cricket he team. He brings his own coin. He brings <laughs> his dodgy <laughs> coin. Not the game. You get the official That's football the coin. Hand. But no, yeah. in a cricket field, obviously the captain has a huge say because he's telling people yeah. where to go. Yeah. I, I, but yeah, so I agree. I mean, I was just looking desperately then to try and check my American football uh, positions because do you think Wings? And I, I'm going to get this wrong because I can't remember what you used to say. I'm going with quarterback, but I don't think it was. <laughs> Tell me, have uh, we found uh, that position? Uh, yeah, Telemans was a quarterback. Uh, I think Winks is a little bit more mobile. Um, in terms what of his was it position, you used to say though, you used to say we yeah, needed it was, somebody. It was quarterback. I, I, it oh, was always when I was talking, yeah, always when I was talking about Tielemans, he was our quarterback. And obviously now he's moved to Villa. He's uh, he's a sub. He, um, yeah, he's more like a nickel, not a quarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But um, but I I don't know. Yeah, Harry Winks could be a captain. Vout Fast could be a captain. I think Fast is going to be really really important because. I can see that centre half while um, while Cody's out. I can see that centre half probably changing uh, game to game and him being the constant. Um, mm. But he looked a class above everyone else yesterday, and um, and I thought he did it the same at Burton as well. So it's good to see that we've got people who are, are demanding of each other and uh, and uh, and some winners. We look like we've got some winners. Yes, I've got I've got a. Ask this question now, then. Uh, I'll come to you with this one, Brad. Uh, you can't drop Stolchik, surely? Two clean sheets. I'm guessing if a Manson's fit, he's going to come straight back in. Uh, the, the, the biggest problem is that is fantastic for our future. However, better with his feet, quicker out of his box. Uh, you need an understudy. You need a good understudy. And like, I, I've, I've heard... I've only heard what he said about Connor Cody in his press conference. I didn't know he um, he talked about the goalkeeping positions, but I'm assuming at least one, if not two, are going to move on because you don't need five goalkeepers. You know, I've said that, but 
I know what you're saying and I get it, but you don't spend five million on a keeper playing for a game and then have to drop him because had he been able to play, I don't think you read too much into his Burton performance. And from what I'm gathering, uh, Craig, and I read match reports as well as watching highlights, he didn't. I think he had one diving punch clearance to make, but he wasn't really overall tested by Huddersfield. I know they missed an absolute sitter, but he dived across for it. Whether he'd have got there or it'd have been in vain, had it been on target, I don't know. But um, he didn't really have a lot to do. So he, he, I think he's had two saves to make in the two games. So, yeah, for me, it's great to have a, a very good understudy who's got a bit more experience under his belt. But you've got to be putting Mads back in goal for me. I just think it yeah, makes I, sense. I, I, I agree. I think uh, it's funny because I was just listening to some conversations on the radio um, over the weekend where people were talking about what's going on with goalkeepers, particularly at Arsenal. You know, with Dave, David Raya coming in and you've already got Ramsdale there. Uh, and these were ex-players and managers. And they were all saying a manager has a number one. It's important that you have a number one. Brendan famously came out and said he had two number ones, you know, uh, which, <laughs> if you add up, is number two, which <laughs> pretty much is how we played. Um, <laughs> so I think, so I think, I think Hermanson is his number one, and I think he's integral. What he's what he's found is there's another goalkeeper at the club who is confident enough to play out with his feet. Um, not as not as assured as Hermanson, but he, but he was, you know, they're they're becoming extra centre halves almost. You know, they're playing almost a sweeper yeah. role, yeah. and they're starting attacks. They're, it's important that they don't give it away. He, as I say, he was he did get me a little bit nervous a couple of times. Um, I mean, do you yesterday. think, Craig, that this is where Brendan got it wrong last season? That had he actually gone with all five of those in goal. We might have actually got more points. <laughs> <laughs> Although in fairness, in fairness, he only had four, so maybe that wouldn't have worked out. But, no. I mean, that's on the official website today. It is actually stupid. I mean, I was talking to an Arsenal fan yesterday. He's going out with my daughter, so I have to speak to him. Um, and he was saying that Ramsdale, towards the end of the season, wasn't actually as good as we seem, you know, we remember him from, you know, the start. So maybe that's why Raya came in. I mean, looking at that, we've said all, 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 all season that Smithies is probably here for the season because he's going to be on peanuts. Um, well, I'm getting some. I'm getting a reverb from somebody. Thank you. Is it Craig or? No, I think it's you, Craig. Well, I'm not speaking, so I'm not sure what. No, no, <laughs> I, I can hear myself on. coming back on somebody's. Oh, it's gone now. Um, no, I can still hear it. Hang on, let me just try something. <laughs> there we go. If I mute you when I'm not talking to you, yeah, it is you, Craig. I was um, going to say, because I was muted when it was still going on. So, yeah. nah, Craig, it's you this time, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, five goalkeepers, five. Look, yeah. we, we, for me, Craig, and I'll, I'll unmute you when it's time to ask, but... Smithies is here because he's cheap and he's going to be the the extra really desperate goalkeeper if we need to bring somebody on. To me, Stoltrick looks very good, made some good saves yesterday. Yes, he made the error, but he, he made up for it. A Manson's been brought in, he's got to be the number one. Uh Everson and um Ward to go. Is it are, are they not? 
É... <laughs> uh, the old ones are the best. Um, well, so your missus tells me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sake. She's got a granddad complex. What can I say? Hey. Um, um, I mean, Everson. Everson looks like you know he's been linked with Crystal Palace. I think mm. um, as going over there as a, as a number two. I. I I would imagine they're they're going to be, or at least one of them's going to be on the move. To be honest, um, I saw Christensen today is being linked with a move. That's why he yeah. wasn't in the squad. Yeah. I think anybody who wasn't in the squad yesterday, um, may apart from the keepers, is, is probably being linked with a move. Um, but I, I would imagine. I think Everson's got a little bit more um, credit in the bank because he played the played out the the second half of the season, so people know what he can do. Whereas. You know, whatever you think of, of Danny Ward, I, I don't think he was as bad as people made out, to be honest. But for his own career, he needs to be playing. So, you know, if I was his agent, I would be pushing for a move. Yeah. Uh, Mountain Man is coming all the way from Arizona. Good evening, sir. I hope you are well. Nice to see you. Um, Brad. I suppose Ward and Everson are the bankable ones. Oh, I love it. I mean, we've got a typical... Leicestershire live story here. You know, the headline at the top is um, Mark Esco explains why Leicester City had only two sub-keepers as five players left out. And then he doesn't explain. He doesn't, he said it was his decision and that's all that matters. Um, but you, you've got to look at the way. I don't, I, it was a bit of a weird decision because, I mean, even if a player wants to leave while he's at the club, stick him on the bench because you just don't know what's going to happen. It was a weird decision. I always think to have two goalkeepers. Um, you know, when you look at the players that weren't on the bench, and let me just go back and uh, bring the, 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 the graphic up um, there. Um, you know, when you look, there was a lot of names that, you know, we, we didn't see. You've got, you know, no Suta on there, um, no Daka on there. You're not leaving them out just because, they, you know, they're on the subs bench. Just put them on the subs bench and only use them if you have to, if you're worried about them getting injured and we're going to sell them. Yeah, that's true. You know, that saying now, isn't it, Chris, is that there's no smoke without fire. Dak has been heavily linked with, with Everton. I mean, ninth, ninth strike is a charm, I guess, from Everton if you're trying to buy from Leicester. They've tried every other strike and they've all said no, so why not go after Dakar? I mean, you know my opinions on Dakar. I'd like to see him become a success here, but if he does move on, he's not hes not going to be one of them players that I'm like, oh, no, we're letting such a talent go because we haven't been able to see what he's capable of doing, only in little small parts. But Sutar kind of got to stick up his ass, in my opinion, from reflecting Gather. Christensen's absolutely rubbish. Absolutely rubbish, them, them things about him going, because he's injured. Mm. He was injured. He pulled up with an injury in training. That's the reason he wasn't on the team. But, you know, Leicestershire Live is about as lazy as a sloth. I mean, talk about needing to sack your media team and get a better job. Some of them can't even be asked to title it right. Uh, I mean... I'm just going to cut in there, Brad, because uh, Craig's only got five minutes of battery left. Oh, no worries. No worries. He looks like he's in the sauna, so he's not got anywhere to plug it in. Um, But no, I want to ask you, Craig, questions on the way out. Vestergaard to get an extension? I think so, unless um, 
and, and unless his agents push him for a move and there's something lined up, I mean, he's clearly ahead of Sutar. Uh, and while Connor Cody's um, not there, I think he could play Doyle inside, I think, if he had to. But I think Vestergaard suits the way he wants to play. And I think he he thinks that, you know, if, if the plays, if we if, if we're having more control of the ball, then Vestergaard suits that. You know, mm. it's when we are under heavy pressure. But as I said, if balls are coming into the box, because it's usually the teams who are less uh, technically gifted who are going to probably give us the, the hardest uh, time. And they often tend to just put balls in the box. And um, and he was dealing with those pretty well. I don't think he's a long-term one. I think he's what I read about Maresca in terms of where he wants to recruit still. I think one of the positions was still he wanted another centre-half. So, um, while Vestergaard's in there now, I'm not sure he'll be there long-term once um, once Maresca's got everybody in for his first choice. And Mavididi, um, mm-hmm. have we finally got a decent uh, winger in? Um, I, th- I think time will tell. I think he's confident. You know, he was, uh, he was having a moan at a couple of players yesterday when they didn't give him the ball when he was in good positions. Um took his goal, you know, he hit the target, you know, it wasn't the greatest goalkeeper, but he hit the target and he's confident enough to keep having a go. Um, whereas we know is is pretty. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Away days are great. But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Decessor, uh, if he didn't beat his first man in the first uh, his first attempt, then he wouldn't bother again. So I think, it, like all wingers, I think, Again, you have to be patient. They're going to have some good games. They're going to have some stinkers. That means it's important to have a strong bench. And yeah. uh, But I think that's definitely an area, again, that I think we need a little bit more strengthening on out wide. Brilliant. I'm going to let you go because, like you say, your battery is going. Uh, thanks very much for coming in and, uh, and, and chatting. Uh, if you're free on Monday at 7 and you want to come in for the uh, debate show, and which we'll probably be talking about this game as well, you'll be more than welcome. Cool. If not, uh, have a good weekend and I'm sure uh, Brad will see you next Thursday. Excellent. Right. Lovely. See you, you then, Craig, if not before. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So thanks to Craig there for popping in. Um, we have an Arizona Massive going on. Um, Mountain Man and Nate are having a loving, uh, both being <laughs> from Arizona. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I think there's only one thing I can. I can really play for them. If we can bring Leicester fans together, 
And what more could we ask for? What more could we ask for? But uh, no, a big thank you to Craig for popping in. Um, I mean, I, I've got to say, I, I mean, we're talking about we wanting these extra players in, we wanting that extra player. Ben Nelson, uh, was it, did he make it onto the bench yesterday? Um, yes, he did. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, reading that sub bench for me is like that eye test you got the spec savers and you're like, that. I can't see nothing. No, no, no. I was I was padding for time while I just lifted my screen up on the other on the other side here. Um, yeah, I mean Nelson is on the bench. We've got oh look, there's Ma- Ma- oh here we go, Ma- Ma- Marchell. We'll call him Marchell, can we? Because I can't, like you, I can't pronounce his full name. Um, uh, and you know, and uh, we got Macatee as well, Alves when he's fit. Yeah. yeah, and should we? I mean, we shouldn't read. A, we shouldn't read too much into the fact that some players aren't playing, you know, or in the squad every time because it's a it's a hell of a long season, and we've got to accept that, you know. And yeah, also yeah. If we've got to think like let's use these youngsters because we're on about if we weren't in this league, we'd be wanting to let loan them out to this league. So this is the perfect yeah. league to to give them those breaks, isn't it? Exactly. It's a perfect way to development. You don't need to be trying to ring round clubs on transfer day saying, do you want our player? Do you want this player? Because that's what managers do. I mean, you know, if anyone wants to know how it is, that's exactly what a, a manager will do. He'll bail round some clubs in the division who he knows are looking for a player from a particular area and in a particular area or something to go, look, we've got a youngster. We want him to play first team football. You know, we, you know, we don't have to do that. This is the perfect division for Leicester to be in with their current squad. Mm. You know, because uh, I, I, I'll put this question to people in the comments there. Would Casey McAteer and would Marcel uh, and, and would any of these other youngsters that have come in and played, or especially maybe even some of the old old names, would they have played any of the first two games if they were Premier League games? You know, if we'd have played... If we'd have been playing with the greatest respect, just because it's Premier League here, if we'd have played Everton and Tottenham, first two opening games of the season, would he have dared to have put Stoichek in goal? Would he have dared to have played Casey McAteer for 90 minutes against against Everton? Would he have played Marcel, uh, you know, after his mm. cup game? Would he have played him? Uh, no, I don't think you would. And, and that's with the greatest respect to because they still need to develop. I think... You know, I said this in the League One days, Chris. You know, it was the best thing in the weirdest way to ever happen to Leicester because, you know, you know, for the re- more for the rebuild and the fact we got fresh blood and, and we knew we had honest players that were fighting for the cause. It's kind of the same thing here, but it's the perfect thing to happen for our development because of the players we've got. And yeah, I think you're right, Chris. One or two more, maybe three or four, will go. Do we necessarily need to bring one in more? I mean, we're waiting by all signs things to ink to dry the eyes and the the eyes to be dotted and the T's to be crossed on that Chelsea player. But that aside, I'm not really thinking, oh God, no, we need three or four more players. Um, you know, I think I think we need a handful, you know, one or two to add to the strength, but we know we've got that depth and quality um throughout to, to, to really hold us steady for the fifty odd games we're going to be playing this season. Yeah. So a couple of, see, Aaron said here, Marchal wasn't good enough. Stuart says, defo not. I mean, I don't know what you're expecting here, guys. I mean, do you expect us to go out and spend 20 million and 30 million and 40 million? And do we just shut the academy down? Do we not get, yeah. do we not bring these players through? Because 
you know, you, sorry, Brad, I just want to finish. Yeah, yeah, go, no, go for it. You say, you know, you say, well, at least young, youngsters aren't good enough. How are they not going to be good enough unless they get the chance? Ian Acho, everybody said he was rubbish because he was only getting 10, 15 minutes here. Everybody's saying about Dakar's rubbish, but he's only getting 10 and 15 minutes here and there. He put four past Moscow, so we know he's got it in him, but he's not been given the chance to, to show it. Now, if these players, I'd sooner, if they're going to develop, would Thomas be as good as he... And I think Thomas is a good player. I know people don't because Leicester fans seem to hate on players, and I don't know why Leicester fans do that. You know, they thought Chilwell was awful, yet he was England left-back, but... You know, I'm sure they still cheered when he scored that was some of his you know good goals. But if these players can develop at the club, then that means that that's giving them an advantage. You mm. know, we, we sent Harvey Barnes to, 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 to Luton, didn't we? And then we also sent him to West Brom. Uh oh no, it was Kieran Jews before we sent Luton, Barnes we sent yeah. to West Brom. So when they come back, they then got to reacclimatize to Leicester, where if they're breaking through into ours, they um, they they're all, you know already getting acclimatised to the players they're going to be playing with, and we have you know we're not Manchester City, so I don't get this. Well, he's shit. We should go out and buy this player for thirty million. Well, you donate thirty million to the club, then we might be able to. You know, it's opinions. But yeah. like I saw Marcel against Northampton, and he absolutely ran them ragged. I thought. Yeah, and, and the thing is, right, I'll ask this question and and, and I'll see with the responses different. Okay, if I told you now, Marcel, because that's what we're going to call him here, aren't yeah, we, Chris? Exactly. Marcel and McAteer, right? Yeah. If I said to you now, this be, between now and the end of the season, and, and it's going to be 50 games, right? Because it's 46 league games. It's already going to be 48 because we've already had one cup game. We're into another one. So, you know, and assuming we win that, you know, 49 and 1 FA Cup game. So it's 50 games. If these two throughout the season play 20 games and progressively get better and better, because I will tell you this, McAteer had a shaky start against Coventry. He made some runs. He seemed a bit hesitant. He maybe held on to the ball a little bit. But as that game went on, I didn't judge him on his first 20 Five thirty for 50 minutes. I judged him throughout the game and he grew into a game. I would much rather us get promoted, right? And I'm just talking big hypothetical here. I would rather them play 20 games this season, get promoted, and then not have to go out and buy a player. Because look at teams that fail when they go up from the championship. Now, I know Nottingham Forest, ugh, I hate those, are a rare example of this. Uh, of not, this not being the case, but what would you rather do? Play them once, look at them and go, oh, well, you were shit for 70 minutes, so we're going to get three loanies in. Mm. And they still get us promoted, these loanies, but then they bugger off back to Chelsea, Man City, and don't ever come back to us, and then we're still going to replace them. No, because you're going to be sat there going, oh, well, we had youngsters on the bench. Why didn't we use them last season? We should have used them instead of these loanies that were never going to sign for us. You can't win with some people, Chris, and you're never going to win. And, and well, for me, example, that, I'd rather see them play. That exactly that Chelsea guy that we're going to be signing against Casadri, whatever he's called. We ain't going to buy him after a year if we loan him because he's yeah. too good for us, and we have to accept that we ain't fucking Barcelona. You know, we ain't uh, you know Real Madrid. These players, Chelsea want him. 
And we're thankfully Chelsea want to loan him to us rather than send him out to um, Italy or wherever he's from. Yeah, he was, he was going to Genoa as well. So again, would I rather what would I rather have, McAteer or three players that don't necessarily want? Well, their agent doesn't necessarily want them going to Leicester. Rather go to Italy, but he's only sending him to Leicester because the manager said so. No, I'd rather have three players that are already ours and developing with us. Harry says here, Marcello's look good against League One club, and then that's his standard. Well, like I'll come back and say, give us your 30 million and we'll go out and buy somebody. Okay. All how how, is, how is, old is he as well? Yeah. How old is he? Yeah. Yeah, was he 19, 20? He's telling me he's a League One standard at the moment. Mm. I, I would take it. All a player has is one opportunity to make an impact on their career. Look, if we apply that rule, Vardy would never have played for us. And Harry Kane would have not won. No, no, he still hasn't won anything. But <laughs> Harry Kane wouldn't have won any golden boots. That's what I meant to say, Chris. What I mean is, let's be honest with you, he was that bad, Vardy. He was thinking about giving up and going to be a, a, a holiday rep in Ibiza. So, I'm going to apply... The DJ Vardy on the mic. Sorry, I can just see it. <laughs> just I, I'm, 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 I'm going to apply that, Aaron, to, to Jamie Vardy and say, well, yeah, he, he, he was given more than one chance. He was given the. He came from Fleetwood Town, and you're saying that he was when he came to us in the championship, championship level. No, he was absolutely awful when he started, but he was developed. And when oh, he came yeah. into that, when he actually got that breakthrough, he knew, he knew what to do. He knew the players he was playing with. So you've got to give the youngsters a chance. Not fill, not fill them with youngsters. Not fill them. And again, it's the same example for England. Do you never bring any youngsters through and you just keep the old players until they're about 50 still playing? It's about getting a mix. And that's it's balance, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's a balance. I mean, you look at that squad, it's flux with balance. I think someone worked it out yesterday. It might have been Neil, um, you know, from beyond the 90. Uh, and I think our average age is 26. Mm. Um I mean, look, this one here, Jonathan. The squad isn't deep enough for a full run in a championship as it stands. We need these lone players for high quality depth. Um, okay, I, 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 tag me in for this one, Chris. As they're saying, a wrestler. We say, we say, we we'll take the commentary game as as the ballpoint. What was our bench like for that? We 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 had Castagne on the on the bench. We had Dennis Pratt starting on the bench. You know, we have Mark Albrighton. On the bench, we have Ian Acho on the bench. That sounds like star-studded quality to me. On the bench, so again, what's what's this obsession? Do we need to go out and sign Slabhead back? Do we do we need to you know poke? I know he's gone West Ham. That you know what I mean. Do, do we need to be to sign him these players? Check your history books. I think you'll find that most of our most successful players in recent history have come from French League twos. And Mr. Nowhere's like your Fleetwood Backstreets, like Chris just said about Vardy. So don't get obsessed with a big name being a success. Yeah, and like you said there, you know, I mean, to my mind, uh, I'd sooner start one of the youngsters up front than Jamie Vardy at the moment, because Jamie Vardy, to my mind, give him 10 minutes at the end of every game, because he does sweet FA in the games now at the moment, Ooh. to be honest with you. Um, well, wasn't it, wasn't it Burton we went 15 minutes with no striker? No yeah. one moaned then, did they, when we had no strike on the pitch at all? And the problem, Jonathan, is if, yeah, I agree, 
and I I agree to a point because this is what we yeah. did right down to League One. We brought loan players in because if we're not going to stay in this division, we don't want to be buying players that are only good enough for this division. We didn't want to buy a load of League One standard players because they knew the league. Because if we got out, we'd be stuck with those players and they weren't good enough. Um, so, yes, get the loan players in. But what happens when those loan players finish their loans? Yes, is Doyle going to sign for us? No. Well, I'd, 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 I'd love them to. I'd love them yeah. to. But the chances are no. Yeah. I say we've got. A, I think he's our best percentage chance at the moment, and that's not a big percentage chance. But you never Audrey, know. No, you know, um, and I don't care when you get a lone player in. Are they really as committed? Because if they don't particularly play well, look at Tete. He came in on loan. Who did he have to impress? Nobody, because he knew at the end of it, if he if he didn't impress, he'd go back, and he still got a job. Um, and he's gone somewhere like Galatasaray or Roma, hasn't he? I know that's too drastic in kit in teams, but I just know the kit colours like orangey red. So I know it's one of them he's gone to. And and you're right, Chris. The thing is, too many cooks spoil the broth, as they say, don't they? And if you get too many lone players in, because that shows a oh he must have no confidence in the players that are here because he'd rather rely on loanees. And b, let's say Leicester are fourth. Chris, with three games to go and we're four points off automatic. What if these loan players go, well, it doesn't matter to me if Leicester get first or second or third because I'm still going to get paid the same. So we're in the playoffs, so I'm going to put my feet up. Yeah. Whereas players like Winks, McAteer, etc. will want to get Leicester in automatic to prove they're good enough for when we go up. Yeah. yeah. And Alan says there, the club turned its back on the system that worked well. In what way did we turn our back on it? Explain that one, Aaron, because you're saying we haven't used our scouting system well in years. The scouting system that we've had is basically the same scouting system that we had under, um, uh, what's he called, under Nigel Pearson. The fact yeah. that we lost, we lost Steve Walsh to Everton. No, was it Steve Walsh we lost to Everton? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And yeah, Everton was. hated him. Steve Walsh wasn't this magic guy. They said, because what Everton was saying is, well, when we got him, he'd used all his contacts up at Leicester. <laughs> One man, it's the system. And the system hasn't changed. The fact of the matter is that last season, we didn't have anybody doing that job for the whole of the summer break. And that's a hell of a big gap, you know, because the guy was on gardening leave, Martin Glover, because Southampton didn't want to let him go. It's so bit of genius by Brandon bringing him in that way, weren't it? <laughs> and Brendan... Let's be honest with you. I think you said before, yeah, he has brought some donkeys in. We're, we're totally in agreement with that. Um, and we've learned from that. Now I believe we're getting it right. And I think they're getting mm. it right. I put a tweet out the other day and I then and we were linked with somebody on load. And I actually put a tweet out going, oh, another lone player. We've got to be careful we don't end up like Nottingham Forest, where the queue for the gents at half time in the players' lounge goes out back onto the pitch because we've got that many players in. You know, it's a case of quality rather than quantity. Mm. And if we are not going to use these youngsters, what is the point? Well, let's just scrap the academy. Mm, let's shut exactly. the down. Let's go back to Beaver Drive. What's the fucking point of having a great academy like that if we don't play mm. any of these players? Because we ain't going to make a lot of money out of selling these players because we might get, you know, maximum probably of a million for them. So it isn't going to be actually that we're making money out of that. So what is the point of us having an academy yeah. if we're 
going to give these players a chance. No, exactly, Chris. You're right. In fact, I think there's a lot of team uh, supporters of other teams out there are jealous of the fact that not only are Leicester using their own youth products that they've developed, but they're successful. And Aaron, your opinion is absolutely your own. That's your opinion. Stick by it, mate. Fair dues, right? Um, but this is what I don't get, right? You said that Leicester... I, I, I'm really confused, and I'm reading this comment now, and I still don't get what your point is. You're saying Leicester have turned their back on a system that worked. Well, you mentioned the cursed Puel there, right? Let me take you back to that day. So if that's where you're saying that's how we had the system and it's gone wrong, we, we've turned our back on the Puel system of believing in the youngsters. I believe since maybe even before Puel, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong here, Leicester's niche in the market has been trust a few youngsters, bring them up, like Barnes was in, yeah. on, in in the Champions League days. So that was under Ranieri, so it's even before that. So, you know, let, let, let me look at this. Bring through a few of our own. Check. We're still doing that, Chris. Signing absolute um, talent and halves, but next to nothing. Check. We're doing that. Mavadidi. I know it's three games in, but okay, we're going on the basis of what I'm saying. Okay. Selling them for huge profits. Slabhead. Madison, raised one of our own into a £39 million winger to go to Newcastle in Barnes. Chilwell, England captain, moved him on to Chelsea, one of our own. Tell me where it's changed, Aaron. I will, I will gladly hear your point on it, and I understand what you're saying to a degree in certain points of it, but where have we turned our back on it? Because the last time i know, known, even as far back as the dilly-ding-dilly-dong days, we bring up one of our own, we find absolute cantes around the world. Going on to the dilly dong days, we bought some. Uh, we, that wasn't that wasn't the great years of signing players. We signed no, it some wasn't. You're players right. under dilly ding dilly dong. You know, when you look, how many of those players that was brought in under him? Because suddenly, let's go and spend the money. We've won the Premier League. Let's go and spend the money now. Yeah, we, we made some crap signings under O'Neill, one of the best managers to, in most people's memories as well. He didn't always get it right in the transfer no, market. But how, how many of Dilly Dong players are still here? Not many, if any, no. to be honest with you. I don't Who's think any are, actually. Marnie, um, the two midfielders. Um, Amarty's gone. Amarty, well, well, he lasted longer than most. But, yeah. you know, I, I just... I just think if we have to give these youngsters a chance. We really, really do. And look, Leicester fans are going to hate on some players. You're born up. You're born in Leicester. If you're going to support Leicester, you can only support them on one occasion. If you absolutely take hatred out on one player, at least one player a season. And we do that at Leicester, and we do that very, very well. And I will go back and say. Don't moan about these players when you're only seeing them for one and two games. Because I've heard Leicester players say, I can't remember the guy's name, that wanker that was scored two goals against Peterborough on his debut. Oh, Diamante. Diamante. Everybody, oh, this is wonderful. It's a new model. It's fantastic. We go, oh, what a player we've got. What a lot of shit he was. But everybody went mad at him because he scored two goals on his debut. I went mad about Musa because he scored three against um, Barcelona, was it, or Real Madrid? Two, two. Two. He scored two, um, yeah. He scored, well, he scored both the goals, you know. It's now looking like we could be going mad about Dakar. So, you know, let's let's just give these players a chance. 
You cannot say that that, I mean, Luke Thomas, people have been hating on Luke Thomas. If we hadn't had Luke Thomas the last two seasons, we would have been up shit creek because we hadn't got any player that could play in that position. Or if we did move yeah. Castanio over, nobody that could fill in on the right, unless you want to put a Marty there. And I don't think many people would have wanted to do that. So um, we've got to get a, we've got to get a mix. Now, see, I, for one, I would want to keep Dakar, but I want to play two up front. But Enzo doesn't seem to want to do that. Now, if Enzo keeps winning, yeah. playing the way that he wants to do it, who am I to say? Mate, <laughs> if he keeps playing and winning the way he's doing, he can put Vestergaard up front the way he's going and I have to support him. And that's a player that's kind of getting on my nerves with fans a bit. You know me, Chris, hated the guy. Still not really fond of him because of the way he went through January. But I could, I've, I've looked there with bygones with bygones. And one thing... I've always stood by Chris, even with a certain Spanish donkey. I always said, when they're wearing lesser team colours, I'll always back them to do well, even if I think they're shit. Best of God is, once they prove me wrong, but it, if you told me 18 months ago, Chris, Vestergaard's going to play for Leicester and be a starter, I'd have been dragging you to the nut house. And if yeah. by the time we'd arrived there, you told me he's going to play and keep a clean sheet with him, I'd have thrown you in a canal and saved the nut house some room. Yeah. But by God, Give me some humble pie because three games into the season, he's doing an OK job. And I'm still seeing people on social media going, oh, well, Vestergaard did this and he's doing this wrong. You know, you talk about it feels like predominantly the left side gets that one hated abuse. Well, it feels like we haven't got on to hate on that side at the moment because we're loving life with Doyle and Mavadidi that, oh, well, it has to be Vestergaard because he was the donkey last season. And don't get me wrong. We, we can't, we can't, Absolve ourselves from that because we took the piss no. out of yeah. out of um, <laughs> out of Vestergaard ourselves. But that was then, and as I always said, you know, if we went on what players were like when we first brought them in, Ianacho wouldn't be with us now because he was rubbish when we got him. He never scored any goals. What do you mean we only gave him ten minutes a game? No, we should still be scoring hat trick every game. Vardy, what do you mean that he gave it up and went to Spain to be a rep? No, he he he. he he should be playing. All these players. So, the same with the youngsters. You've just said there, Thomas needed to go out on a loan. Who the fuck would you have played back at left that, yeah. if we sent him out on fucking loan, for God's sake? And I'm, I'm not having to get your opinion, Aaron, but I'm just asking you. It's no good saying, well, black is white, if you're not giving us the reason. Tell us who you would have put in that position, because we would have been fucked without Luke Thomas. Yeah. what? You weren't probably moaning when he scored that goal against Man United and have the confidence to hold Jamie Vardy to leave it for him. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is now, probably ironically, he would be able to go out on loan because we have the depth in them positions, don't we? You know, he's put Doyle out there. We've got JJ. For the time being, we still have Castagne. So, ironically, his career's probably been a little bit flipped. It's when he's interesting, do you think... That it's Christian that could be leaving, Christensen, sorry, that could be leaving, and not Thomas. No, because A, the Christian thing's rubbish. He's been injured. Um, but Moreska said that at his press conference. He's already stated he was injured. He picked one knock. Um, he wasn't even asked about him being selected. He, he actually outright stated that on his own accord. But this, sorry, this uh, is Christensen, is it? Yeah, Christensen's they, injured. They are just saying, sorry, just to say, uh, again, in everybody's favourite rag, uh, Leicester City start negotiation over transfer after Enzo Marquesca comments. Um, 
and that is about uh, Christensen. Um, so very strange being since he's been injured. Negotiations with Serie A side Bologna over a possible transfer for fullback Victor Christensen, according to reports. So you know, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And my mother's postman's cat's up auntie has also said that Dak is going <laughs> to sign for AC Milan because she drew that name out of hat. Yeah, reports on Leicestershire live. I, I, I don't, I, Aaron, I don't want you to think I'm picking on you, mate, but you're the only one that's making comments for us to discuss at the moment. So thank oh, you for well, making well. the comments. And honestly, mate, we respect your opinion. Yeah, we're we not necessarily right, but we're the ones that are on the on, on the show yeah. here. And we are responding to what you're saying. Your 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 opinion is just as important as ours. And you exactly. your opinion um it, it is uh it basically not not wrong. No more it's than ours is wrong, all right. It's all about opinions. But I just want to ask Brad's opinion on on your comment here, Aaron. Uh, and Aaron just say there, uh, it's it's all good. It's what look. If we didn't have these comments, we wouldn't have much of a show, mate. So we really do appreciate. It. We don't want we don't want everybody in the uh, in the comments to say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Every five minutes because we'd have nothing to talk about. Because even me and Brad are starting to agree with each other. This is scary, scary, Aaron. We need yeah, someone to help yeah. us. Um, except but at the moment, we've not been playing great. Um, and but if you can win train, games when you've not been playing great, do, do you think we've been playing great or or, or well? Uh, greats may be a, a a big word, but I thought we've been playing quite good football. I, I, I no, I I think we've been playing okay. I think we have we've definitely got more gears to go through before we fully see what Enzo is all about with how he's going to get us playing. Mm. Um, and I do get kind of what he's saying because you have to you have to remember Chris what we're accustomed to is what we class as great football uh, and the reason I air quote that is because great football is winning games I you know I've always said I don't care if it's lump it long ball or fancy tick attacker if the result at the end of the day has W next to Leicester's name because they've won the game I'm all for it but I see what Aaron's saying because we have come uh, accustomed to very simple maths at Leicester and that is fast Fast passing plus counter-attacking equals Leicester City success. Premier League, not so much. The FA Cup, but probably if you look back over them games individually, because they're, they're, they're not week in, week out. But the, you know what I mean? The same draw of success was grown from one particular style of play, and it's still an adjustment. It's still an adjustment. But I think it's been good, because the, like, like me and Craig stressed on the point earlier, um, Chris, was... The difference between Brendan's slow uh, build-up play was it wasn't actually as slow as you think. It was a case of, oh, we want to go forward. We only know to go forward, but we can't uh, pass it back. Uh, pass it there. And it was panicked and it was rushed. And then all of a sudden we tried to do something we couldn't and, and that's why we had a horror, horrible season. Whereas under Enzo, it's kind of like, okay, we're Leicester. You don't want us scoring. Well, we'll wait and we'll pass the ball around. We'll keep being patient. Yes, we know that's not what you want to see, but what you want to see and what you get are two different things what in we, life. What we have to be careful of is that we don't end up sounding like West Ham fans because they're obviously mm. always known for the beautiful game and, you know, the academy and they brought, you know, half the England team through. Uh, the, you know, we yes, we enjoyed playing the way when we won the Premier League, but 
people are sussed us out. We need to change. Yeah, we need to yeah, develop. Exactly. You know, the the the, the four four two when we won the World Cup does not work now. You know, we have yeah. to accept that. Uh, I mean, Mountain Man there. Um, he says they were lucky yesterday. And I, I, won't, I haven't seen the highlights, but yeah, there's a couple of glaring, you know, chances that Huddersfield hadn't put over the bar. The chances are that I would tend to say two thirds of the championship will probably put those chances over the bar. Mm. Let's have that happening this season, and Enzo can look at that and say, "For fuck's sake, who was picking that blah blah?" and get it sorted. Because if we go up, two thirds of the Premier League are not going to put those chances over the bar. And I think that's just the reality that we, and no disrespect, but and we are we are in the second tier, but we are not playing Premier League teams. Um, right. I'm going to get Michael's comment at the moment, or David's comment at the moment about strikers up, and we'll do that, and we'll do it straight after I've played this little jingle. The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts, including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The Talksport Fan Network, unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. The Premier League. That's so last season. It's all about the championship here on LTID TV. Now, now that's what I call football. You hit the right spot. It was so last year. Who needs the Premier League? Uh, Michael says here we need a good profile forward. Now, I have to be honest with you. I, I said, and you will know I said this to you, Brad, that I thought we needed three strikers. And yeah. the fact that we'd got Vardy is over the hill um, and is really, he, he, just bring him on for 10, 15 minutes to frustrate the, the opposition when they're knackered. Inacho, to my mind, has got, we've got to keep him and he's got to be the number one. Daka, you could argue he's had his chances because he has been playing some full games and at least Inacho took his chances when he got the full game. But when you look at the website, Mavididi is actually down as a striker. Um, yeah. If he's only going to play that one striker up front, I think if, let's say, for example, Void is injured and Nacho has to come off, for me, Mavididi may well slot into that position. Because I, I was watching him and he was Mares-esque in some of those little touches and foot overs and, and what have you. And, uh, and, and, um, what do they call it when you put the ball through the legs? I can't think, but not nutmegging. And I'm thinking like, my God, this could be the new Mares. Now I don't want to put too much pressure on the poor kid's shoulders, but somebody said earlier, I can't remember what it was, you could see him at a big club. And yes, it may be that he's one of those £80 million players that we, we go on and sell, but he looks a good prospect. And I think he could he could fill into that striker um, group, if you like. Yeah, yeah, he could quite easily. And, and, and the thing is as well, and I know we, we, we've touched on it quite a lot, but it's worth noting, you look at, again, I know you look at the goals we've scored this season and... What I have noticed is we're able to find and get ourselves in in good areas as a collective unit. You know, because if you probably freeze frame, um, I think the second goal uh, against Coventry, um, about 30 seconds or 20 seconds before the goal, 
you will notice that we have Pratt on the right. We have Winks on the right of the centre. We had um, Dewsbury Hall in the uh, you know in the middle of the centre, and I'm talking edge of their box at this point. So we've got you know right side of the box. You've got Pratt right of the semicircle D, whatever you call it, was was yeah. Winks. Middle was um, Dewsbury Hall. In the box was Ian Acho. On the left-hand side was Mavadidi. And you had other players behind them getting there. So Leicester this season, right, Chris, how many times have Leicester fans hit the panic button and gone, oh, Vardy's got injured. Oh, well, how are we going to score goals without Vardy on the pitch? You know, even that running in, in the year we won it. Um, oh, Vardy got injured. This is where Leicester's going to bottle the title. Oh, we show us score the goals. Oh, thank God for that. We were, we were saved. This season, and I'm, I'm not just saying this because we haven't had a striker score a goal yet. I'm saying it because it just, if you look at the positions of the players and where they are, they're all hungry to take the chances when they come their way. You know, you could look at all of them and go, I know Pratt missed an absolute sitter, if you will, uh, against, well, like one on one chance against Huddersfield. But you have five players there, including the actual as the striker, that could score us goals this season. I think for the first time in a long time, Leicester aren't too panicked about where the goals are going to come from. I think that was the biggest panic, not just within the fans, but within the team. It felt like if Vardy isn't firing, we're fucked last Mm. season, pardon my French, you know, and it was the same as last, maybe more last season. It was Madison. Oh God, if Madison's not going to pick up the weight in midfield, we're absolutely knackered for goals. Uh, This season, it's like, Ooh, Jesper Hall's got two goals. Brat's, Pratt could score a couple. Mavadidi's already got a goal. You know, Marcel looks quick. McAteer, he gets... You know, we've got five, six, seven players who you think get a decent run in this team and play regularly. The goals are going to be spread out. So I don't think it's the be-all and end-all um, if we have a third striker. I just think for the safety of maybe an injury, Vardy's legs going, you want to have that striker there for obvious reasons. But... Um, like 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 Enzo said in his press conference, he's very astute on not giving anything away. He basically said, I want to bring in a couple of numbers, doesn't every manager, but I'm not going to be able to do that until we lose a couple of players. And that may be where these rumours have circulated. Um, one's a bit daft if, if about Christensen because he already said he was injured and that's why he's not making the team. I want to ask you this, uh, and I mean, I've joked about opening the drawer in the manager's office and finding the Brendan Rodgers book of coaching. Uh, but Paul, and good evening, Paul, says Enzo is a reincarnation of Rodgers. Now, before you, before, calm down. Calm down, Brad. Take it easy. Take a chill pill. Calm down now. Calm down. Calm down. Because what I want to do, I had this prepared one I prepared earlier, and you won't be able to see this probably, so I'm going to read this out for you. I can if I can get the right uh, the, the, the right bits of information. But this is just our tactics or our shots on target over the last few games compared to the last few games of Brendan's um, rule, not including Dean Smith. So not the last three games of last season because that wasn't Brendan. But just to compare the two. So under 2023, 22-23... Manager was obviously Bellend, as we've seen there. Average shots per game were 11.3. Average goals became 1.5. How often post-games was I shouting and going absolutely epileptic about 
the fact that we haven't had any shots on target or we'd only had three shots on goal. Now, fast forward to this season, Enzo's in charge. Average shots per game, 16.67. We had 20 in one game against Coventry, 13 against Burton, 17 against Huddersfield. Okay, the average goals hasn't jumped up a lot, but it's still almost you know, a, a, a half a goal a game. But look, to my mind, if we are getting that many shots in, we're going to be scoring the goals. So I don't Ooh. think that Enzo is a is a reincarnation of Rogers. I, I'm going to keep this as one of the shortest answers in my history, apart from when I'm forced to use one word by you, Chris. Paul, you you're, <laughs> Paul you're entitled to opinion. That's all I'm saying. Move on, Chris, because you don't want me going off on one. Because that, that I, we respect your opinion and you're entitled to it. If that's what you think about Enzo, that is your opinion. Moving on before I say something, they'll get both of us in trouble. Your opinion is wrong. There we go, maybe. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Moving on. Next question. Love you, James. Love you, mate. <laughs> it's all about opinions. It's all about opinions. Oh, you've frozen my end. Okay, look. Um, moving. Uh, look, uh, I, think, I think we can all agree on this. Uh, man of the match, Mr. Faze. I think uh, Alan said that. Um, uh Craig said it earlier. Um, he did say that. Uh, and somebody said earlier that, well, he, he said he didn't want to play in the championship and he wanted to leave. And I think we said that that was the Belgian manager having a word in his ear. It's lazy if, crap journalism, mate. But do you not think if you are playing well in this division, which is, the, the, to my mind, I've said this so many times, is the sixth, for my opinion, the sixth best league in Europe, once you get past the so-called Big Five, and you could argue that it's probably better than a couple of those. Um, Harry Kane, Bundesliga. No, but you know what I'm saying. It's at least the sixth best in Europe. And if you're playing well in there, you're telling me you're not going to get into the Belgian squad? I don't know. Maybe ask the England managers how they pick their players, because it might be the same in Belgium then. Because, I, you know, you, no, I already had, I've already had my temper tantrum about the Belgian manager. I've already called him all the names under the sun because I think it's absolutely disgusting that that any international manager has the cheek, the broad cheek, to basically say, I'm not going to pick you if you don't play for my favourite league in the favourite division. It's ridiculous. You pick a player based on talent. Ridiculous, is it? It it is. It's Harry Potter. It's ridiculous, mate. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But no, and, and this is what winds me up about how lazy our journalists team seems to be right because uh, they must have shorter memories than dory from finding nemo right because oh yeah enzo... disney films comes out <laughs> oh yes we do but then didn't didn't enzo basically come out in his in under no certain terms say if they want to leave they can but that they won't get in the team because if wild face wanted to leave he wouldn't be getting picked would he and if Ian Acho was going out the door. He wouldn't have started him in the game. So where's all these? I mean, do they not listen? Are they that stupid that they don't bother to do their own research? It's like it's almost like that Premier League Twitter that outraged people when they forgot to include Leicester in their 
League of Wall of yes. Champions. <laughs> well, oh, I dear. don't know. Oh, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Oh, well, but yeah. I mean, that was retweeted by every single Leicester. I think I, even I retweeted it. And I yeah, well, they, 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 asked, they, they took it down now because of the outbreak. I think, do you? I managed to get the original one, I think. But, uh, mm. but Aaron again, uh, he said, I feel like Templar's shots against sort of feel okay from outside the 18 year, yard box. Look, where, where was our FA Cup winning goal scored from? <laughs> where was Clarity's Where was Clarity's promotion goal scored from? Yes, yeah. But look, sixty-nine. And I know possession, and I know you're not a, a huge stat lover, unless it's of the you know thirty-two, twenty-three, thirty-two <laughs> variety. <laughs> um, but, uh, look, there seventeen shots, six on target. We went through some games in the Premier League, like I say, hardly having many shots at all. But sometimes. I'm sure we went two or three games on the run without a shot on target, didn't we? Wasn't it three games we went on a run? Something like that. It was one of them ridiculous stats where we'll measure anything apart from the correct way. Instead of saying it was three games, it was 72 hours of football or something ridiculous um, like that. But yeah, yeah, we did. And I think when we did have a shot on target, in fact, I remember a few games last season and maybe even the season before where... I maybe had to have the commentary on Leicester Radio and even Taggart was ended up saying, why is it taking us to the 89th minute of our first shot on goal? Mm. And, and, you know, and, and, that, and that is exactly exactly what it is. I would rather see them stats than last season because last season, Chris, you know, you're saying, oh, six on target out of, out of 17. Look, at the end of the day, we had six, they had three, we scored one, they scored none. So, A, we won the game, so I don't really give a rat's arse. But also, mm. we were lucky sometimes last season, we had six shots all game. Exactly. Exactly my 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 thought. Yeah. So, uh, so, if any of you out there maybe are under the opinion that Enzo is a reincarnation of Brendan, just be thankful we're seeing the ball being shot at instead of yeah. not. Aaron says, and I, I think we're going to agree with you on this one, Aaron. Uh, I think once Cody is back, it will bring a, a lot of new leadership across the bat line and communication. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I yeah. agree. Right, I'm going to quickly, um, because we, we've been going for one hour, 40 minutes. My God, where does time fly when you're enjoying yourselves? Uh, I'm just going to go through briefly. I'm not going to ask your votes because you've not watched the game, so it would be unfair of you. Um, we're just going to read what what uh, um, oh god, my best mate, my, my my best mate said Blackwell, Blackwell Jordan. Thank you, thank you for the clue there. But here's how he has scored and what he said about the players. Um, so I won't ask you opinions on it, I'm just going to sort of read them and sort of see if you nod or shake your head. Um, Jacob Stolchik, much busier than in the week, but equal to everything thrown at him. The pole parried away the efforts that required a save while he was confident with the short passes into teammates. Feet two. Good stuff. And he got a seven. 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 <laughs> Ricardo, he played the pass of the match, slicing apart the Huddersfield back line to set up Pratt's big first half chance and was calm under pressure throughout, getting City out of a few tricky situations with a cool head and tight ball control. Seven. Seven. Okay. Mm. So far, so good, Jason. You're learning. You're learning. About, <laughs> you've been. You've got the uh, the uh, Brad Perkins book of how to hate players. <laughs> you've been on board. Yeah, that I do. That I do. 
That, that phase, there, there were a few unorthodox clearances, but otherwise he was excellent. He carried the ball forward with confidence, passed it well, used his strength to shut down attacks and put in a few crunching world-time tackles too. Eight out of ten. And I think, nine. Yeah. nine. I'm sorry. He is our centre. He's our centre back midfield lone striker. He's playing three positions for Enzo, and he's them all brilliantly. I just yeah. want to be. I, I, I just he's want to argue. I wanted to argue with him once, and there it is. I give him a man of the match nine. Jordan, be strong, Jordan. You've got to give your man of the match a nine. Don't sit on the fence with your pretty eights. Come on. I don't know whether mm. I haven't seen. I don't know what his other result marks are coming up as I'm scrolling as we talk. So I don't know whether there's a nine coming up. Um, Craig gave him man of the match. More importantly, no, no disrespect to Craig, uh, but uh, he was got the LTID man of the match. So. There, oh, go. there you go. Yannick Vestergaard, he dangled a lazy leg to get himself a booking in the first half, but otherwise he stood up uh, He stood, He stood. stood up the Huddersfield attack as well in one-on-ones, getting blocks and tackles in, while his positioning to clear crosses was solid too. And he got a seven. Um, I think he should quit now while he's ahead. <laughs> yeah, he really should. Really should. Bloody hell. Okay. Uh, Callum Doyle. You can see he's a true Marquesa player in the way he uses the ball and how he gets out of tight spaces. He was solid defensively for the most part too, although he didn't get tight enough to ward on one cross early in the second half. But he's still got a seven. Uh, that's his favourite score today. Harry Winks, nowhere near as involved as in the previous two games, which was perhaps why City did not have as much control. Everything he did do was tidy, but he wasn't the... He wasn't the influential heart of the team Marqueska wants him to be. Six. Bit harsh, but I didn't see the game. So argue. Yeah, I can't I can't really I can't really berate him for that. No. I'll go back in time and watch it and then I'll come back and yes. berate him. Yes. Um Yuri Tillemans, oh sorry. He's, he, he played for a team that lost five one yesterday, didn't he? Dennis <laughs> um, <laughs> Dennis Pratt. He wasn't involved at all early on, but his runs beyond the strike were a big bonus for City. It's just a shame that his finishing let him down. For his huge first-half chance, he really should have shown more composure. Six. Again, if he's allowed to play games more often, that composure will come. Yeah, of course it's going to. And he scored some wonderful goals for us when he's had that time in there. And yes, disappointed he didn't take it. Obviously, I'm sure he is, but I'd be more, I'd be more expecting him to miss it than I would say Vardy and Acho It's not really his response. I know he's trying to get in positions. It's fantastic that he's getting in positions to do it. Uh, and obviously, he would have been disappointed himself that he didn't do it. But it's not like he he dragged it ten yards wide. The keeper did have to make a save. So. Be a bit nicer to him. Come on, Jordan. I taught you. Be kind. Rewind. Come uh, on. Kieran Dewsbury Hall, like Wings, he wasn't involved as Marteski would have liked, and he got a six. Now, and this is what we're going to call him now. Wanya, which is his first. If we can call Ricardo Piero Ricardo, we can call Wanya Marcao Marvidaduva Wanya. He, some of his dribbles forward were electrifying, and it's clear he's got the quick feet to cause defenders problems. But there's too many times where he chops inside, didn't come off or where he got the ball caught under his feet. I mean, the big opportunities went to waste. He'll learn, though. And that's the thing. 
as you were saying, Aaron, maybe it wasn't coming off for him, but he will learn, and he got a sixth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gretchen Nacho, his hold-up play was a big boost. He got a sixth. Oh, Malvedini got a sixth. Gerald and Jordan, it was going so well. It was. It was. He showed well. off silky skills in tight areas, but wasn't really a threat in the final third until his goal with most of his crosses hit long. However, he struck low enough and hard enough to beat Nichols and get the three points. Um, so, he scores, he scores the decisive goals. He does well with the ball at his feet, but just because he wasn't involved in every second of every minute of our attacking play, you give him a six, Jordan. You're doing so well, then you got to the forwards. Oh, well, he'll learn one day. Indeed, he got five. Um, Vardy got six coming on. All Brighton and Chowdhury were on long enough. So... Bit harsh on some of them, but like I say he was there for the full game. I wasn't. Nobody got a nine, but the biggest he did get the biggest score in fairness to phase. Still but, should have been um, a nine. He'll learn one day. You give a nine to your man of the matches, Jordan. Rule one of uh, of ratings club: we, we give nine to man of the match. Second rule about ratings club is we don't talk about ratings club. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Uncle Brad. <laughs> uh, we'll be back straight after this. Indeed. Just to let everybody know, there is a huge change next week. What's well, a huge? It's not massive. Um, and the fact that we are changing the times of our main shows. Uh, we will. <laughs> it seems like we've come all the way in circle because we started off when we started doing this at seven, then we went to nine. Uh, then this season I was going to do it at eight, but because of my early morning uh duties, we're going to be going back to seven o'clock. Gives me a chance to seven, get seven, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and get some sort of sleep. Um, so all the shows as of next week, seven o'clock, ladies and gentlefolk, is when. Uh, we will be going live, uh, unless, of course, they obviously are, are watch-alongs, and that would depend on the kickoff time. Um, there you go, Brad. How does it look? Sitting pretty, mate. You know, two games in, two points clear of the playoff zones, only Ipswich on goal difference ahead of us. Oops, happy days, mate. Happy, yeah. happy, happy days. Happy, happy, talky, talky, happy, talk. And if Ipswich can draw next week and we can beat Cardiff, we can start opening up the gap. And Fair play to Ipswich. Is... A lot of pundits did have them out of the three coming up that the ones that were going to do well. Well, I won't give anything away, not too much here, but maybe those of you that are interested in a certain prediction league to see how these big egos are getting deflated, uh, say Ipswich was a result and a few of us were stumbling blocks. Let's just say there's a lot of people's points that I could only count on one hand, and I didn't need all the fingers and thumbs for them either. I'm not saying who, I'm not saying how many, I'm just saying Ipswich, along with a few of us, causing a stir early in fairness, days. In fairness, picking myself out of this hole that I think you're pushing me into, that I had forgotten about the prediction leak. <laughs> <laughs> and I did do it just like, okay, that's a one one. That's a two one. That's a three one. So I did rush through them. So I'm not expecting good results for this. Uh, Brad, thank you very much, young man, as always, for coming in. Uh, this was an extra show basically because we were able to do the watch along. Yes, um, pretty much. 
Yeah, that, that's why. Uh, but who knows? If you like it, we might we might reintroduce it. We'll see how see how things go. But at the moment, uh, unless we don't do another watch along, it'll be back to booing, booing, going straight after the match itself, which will be next Saturday. Another three o'clock, two three o'clock kickoffs on the run. What the hell? Hello. If we go back in time to the nineties, back at a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, what's going on with the world? We have gone back in time a little bit, haven't we? But yeah, uh, yeah. Brad, thank you so very much, mate. And uh, tomorrow, seven o'clock, we will be yeah. doing um, the debate show. So, guys, there's a lot of guys that are mountain man. Aaron, thank you very much for all your comments, uh, Aaron, and uh, taking it on the chin. Uh, we we love it. That's what we want. We don't want people to agree with us. Um, it is opinions, and we're not having to go at you. We respect your opinion totally. But for those questions that we haven't got to, why not come into the uh, chat tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock, for the uh, Let's Talk Leicester, the banter show. Uh, it'll be me, the youngster, on the other side of the chat here. And I'm looking for this youngster. The good-looking one. And that is Kate, oh. of course. Um, oh, well, I thought you were going to say David. I was like, that's well, insulting. Unfortunately, Dave won't be with us for a while. He has come down. He is, he is he has caught something. I told him not to go to Amsterdam, but you know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> he has. Uh, no, it, it isn't. It isn't actually. Uh, we wish him all the best. Let me just say yeah. that. Safe recovery to, say. to him. Yeah, it's not for yeah. me to say, but uh, I hope you feel better, Dave. And uh, he just doesn't want to come on camera, which I understand. Thanks very much, mate. I will see you uh, in the morrow. Yeah. yeah. Do you need me to stay behind or can I jet off? <laughs> You go off and have a fag and a pee and a wee and a drink and whatever else you do. Well, probably strangely enough, you've got the order very weirdly right. But that's that's that shows how much we work together, mate. That's it scary. Is, yes, and I can tell you what I can tell you what the next one is, but I'm not going to. I'll leave you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everybody. Yeah, cheers, buddy. Bye bye. 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 Uh, the, uh... I can't, I can't get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> right there, right there. The mouses are working. Ah, there we go. Well, well done to that man. Well done. I couldn't do it. My mouse has decided to stop working. What's wrong with it? There we go. Finally, I've got it back. There we go. Here we go. Maybe myself that. There we go. So we'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, it's for the debate show. Let's talk Leicester. Thanks to everybody that's been in the chat. The, 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 the Arizona Massive was great to have you both in. Get together, guys. Have a drive. Mind you, I've said that in Arizona. Arizona itself is probably about the size of the United Kingdom. It's a bit like saying to somebody in Newcastle, get together the guy in Plymouth and have a drink. So I don't know how close you actually are. But uh, thanks, Mountain, as well. Aaron, as I say, mate, thanks very, very much. We really, really do. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.